Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Matt and Erica and our new friend, Ralph. That's right. Dun, dun. It's 10.30 in the morning, and that means we're on the road because we never do interviews at 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> ever. No. And we are already drinking. Because that's Why what not? we do. Yeah. Uh, where are we today? We are at Taylor Brook Brewery. Yeah, we're here with Ralph. What's up, Ralph? Oh, not much. Just waiting for a bombogenesis today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's classic New England. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. It's weird. It was really nice last week, and now it sucks out. So, yeah, the whole week tis, too. Tis the whole week. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm drinking this awesome American light lager, uh, height of luxury, because it is the height of luxury. Which I think is a, a smart choice to start drinking at 10:30 in the morning. Yeah, stuff. like a, um, I guess if you're start gonna, luxuriously. Yeah, if you're right? gonna drink early, drink light. Right. Yeah, that's what I say. Got to get a baseline somehow. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my baseline is the uh, hazy IPA. Yeah. Delish. All right. We're not driving. Eric is driving. Boop, boop. Which is awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this weekend I did not drink a ton, which is a good and a bad thing sometimes, right? Like uh, when you have to work at like 530 in the morning on a Monday, you usually don't want to drink. But I did drink some uh, Copper Legend from Jack's Abbey. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I feel like we're not going to see it much more. Uh, with the upcoming like winter coming up, and mm. we get those crappy winter beers with you know uh, <laughs> nutmeg and I, I hate or them. delicious. I, I, I hate don't know. them. If you like them, whatever. But like, <laughs> I don't it's the know. New England palate. So yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we'll ask your opinion on Ralph in a minute. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I, yeah, I've been just trying to milk the Oktoberfest as long as I can. Um, what style of Oktoberfest do you drink it? Uh, Marzins mostly. Marzins. Yeah. Or Matsons, I don't know how you really Matsons. say it. Matsons, yeah. Best beers. Best beers, yeah. Rustic, oh, that's different. Rustic yeah. lagers. Yeah. Rustic lagers. <laughs> I don't know. I've had, we had some brewery that like recently they on Instagram, they were like, try our Oktoberfest beer. And it was like a double IPA. And I was like, what? Wait, what is going on? That's, that's funny because I did a, a Dunkelweizen. Oh, yeah. did you? Or ale, I nice. didn't do a lager. Yeah. That's fine. It that's doesn't cool. matter. I mean, yeah. as long as people are in here enjoying it, I don't really care what you sell. or. One of our yeah. brews at Oktoberfest with the uh, a lager, uh, ale yeast. So yeah. That's cool. Not really a true Oktoberfest beer either, but it was cool. It was good. Well, not true to style. I don't drink it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Erica, Ryan, uh, Ralph, what did you guys drink? Uh, I went uh, into my fridge. Did you? Yep. I finished all the Oktoberfest beers I had. That did uh-huh. not take long. It did yeah. not take long. <laughs> um, so I have to go get more before they're gone completely because i know a lot of the breweries around where we are um pretty much they're all sold out for the most part which is not a bad thing that is a good thing bad for us good for them correct um but i did go to the city and picked up some shilling which was delicious yeah which you chugged with my dad this weekend which is hilarious (laughs) yes hung out with my dad yeah i gave him uh one of their pilsners it was a german style pilsner um, and your dad was like, I like this because it's not hoppy. I literally <laughs> did not talk to my dad and then talked to Ryan. I said, I guarantee you I know exactly what my dad said. And, and that was what it. what he said. Yep. Erica, did you drink beer with my dad and I don't know about it? I did Ralph, not. did you drink beer with my dad? No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Shit. Not yet. Yeah. It's a state I like here. that. I like that. Not yet. <laughs> yes, I like to be optimistic. Yeah. It's, it's a good salesman. Yeah. So I've been drinking actually uh, Pilsner from uh, Green State. Oh, cool. Oh, and it's yeah. so crisp and so delicious. Yeah. Um, they make pretty good beers, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Erica? Me? Um, I, I have like a bunch of IPAs. I'm still going through my fridge, so I've just been kind of going through those. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work going yeah. through IPAs yeah, when they're like 6%, 8%. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have a couple um, IPAs. Yeah. I I had a uh, Halloween party recently. Well, mm. my sister had one. I didn't really attend, and uh, all the people were drinking the IPAs, and I was like, "Thank God," because they were yes. getting close to that. Take like that. they're not they're, they're, <laughs> they're not, not good, good anymore. Luckily, yep. my sister's friends are younger than me, and they don't they realize. don't know. It's like, yeah. like this is great. Yeah, and then mm, I can take yeah. diacetylus. I can take <laughs> it. Yeah, sorry. Yep. yep, but yeah. Yeah. So we're in Connecticut, and. Indeed. I'm very excited because we haven't interviewed a brewery-winery combo, which there were two separate entities, right? Yeah. I mean, they are two separate entities, but it's yeah. awesome to be on one spot Same location. and get the best of both worlds, yeah. which is really, really cool. And it's pretty, too. There are grapevines in the background. You can see them, right? That's No. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said it. I'm like, wait, I should double check. No grapes first. on them because we just finished. Right. Of course. Yeah, the harvest. Over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beautiful location. Yeah, and not too far from our home state of Massachusetts. Oh, what really? about a 45 an, uh, hour and a half drive? For us, for yeah, us, yeah, but not necessarily for everyone. Not it's an easy drive, too. Yeah, beautiful. So. 15 minutes went. from the border, so. 15 minutes exactly. from the border. I love heard it. heard it here, folks. All right, so, Ralph, we start our episodes with asking our guests um, their first memory of beer and the role at the brewery. So, take it away. First memory of beer. Yeah. Well, that'd be my dad with old Milwaukee. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't my dad hanging out. <laughs> <Ice fishing. laughs> yeah. or, or Keystone or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like the lawnmower beer story kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Awesome. Cool. Any role here at the brewery? And basically, it's that really didn't have a role in that. It was just my first memory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, beer and its role here at the brewery started um, when I was homebrewing at Saltbox. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you have a history of being in your chef by profession in a previous life, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I, I high school, I went to culinary uh, vocational in high school and hotel restaurant management after that. And then I went to Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park and then went to work in Boston for about 20 years. Yeah, and you were at Hi. Nine Park, correct? Number Nine Park, yeah. Number I worked nine. for Barbara Lynch, um, all of her entities, yep. Montan, Butcher Shop, B&G, Stir. Yeah, so good restaurants, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Restaurants I can't afford always, but good ones to go when you can. Yep. Um, talk about the, the culinary life and how that kind of differentiates from the beer industry. Um, or is the same. Or is there any same? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, you see a lot of breweries and brew pubs that have restaurants in them and it's pretty much the same thing you're eating you're drinking you're comparing your food with what you're drinking um a lot of it from the back end is pretty much a restaurant um our pos system is um toast and they don't call us a brewery they said so what restaurant are you calling from yeah. so we have to say <laughs> taylor brook brewery or taylor brook winery yeah but it's all the same um, concept because you're you have the same energy the same pos system the, the same mentality of same hospitality hospitality right? yep. yeah yeah we've we've talked to a couple of chefs who have gone on to open breweries and i always find it interesting because i know chefs friends that don't have any time so how did you have time to homebrew it's not exactly like a two-hour thing that you just plug and play and then you forget about it so when i left the quote-unquote industry in boston um i worked with my former chef cuisine Ben Elliott, who owns Saltbox, yep. and he took over his family farm and was catering out of his house. And when I left, I basically became his farm manager and helping him cater. So we were farming, and on a farm, what do you do? You play around with things. Yeah. So we started growing hops, and we started fermenting things, be it cabbage for kimchi or anything mm -hmm. like that, making cider. So what we started doing was just in between just playing and having fun 
you know, we were trying to grow the farm to be something more than it already was. Because mm. his grandfather had it. It was just a, a horse farm. Yeah. So he then wanted to create a CSA. He wanted to cool. grow things that we hadn't grown, grown before and try and make use of the land as opposed to letting it be fallow or yeah. just yeah. grazing for animals. Yeah. So after that, we, you know, we actually started a cooking school on the property. So his grandfather built uh, back in the 60s from reclaimed wood from a bellows factory. It was crazy. Nice. If, you go, if you go to Saltbox, <laughs> you got to go to the little house. Okay. Yep. Noted. Um, so we, we basically put in a, a 12 burner stove, um, built a eight by four island and started teaching cooking classes. And then we actually started teaching homebrewing right out of there as well. So nice, it became nice. this, this kind of thing where we're just messing with the recipes, whether it be cider or uh, beer or anything like that, yeah. you know, starting, starting like you start. Yeah. Uh, Brew in a bag or just extract, mm-hmm. or anything yep. like that. So that's that's where all that kind of started. Hmm. And having time for for that, it was going right into the food food world with teaching and learning and understanding. And it's the same thing with cooking classes or beer classes or anything yeah. like that. You're doing pretty much the same thing. I always find it interesting with with people who go from cooking to fermentation. Right, fermentation. Sometimes you put in. And you don't always get out what you expect. But with cooking, sometimes you can control things a little bit better. It's kind of a more immediate thing. Do you find that? or It depends, if you're, it depends if you're talking about uh, baking. Yeah. Baking, baking <laughs> yeah. is definitely that science. Yeah. Whereas, you know, just um, cooking in general, you, you can have your own take on it and you can make it spicier or bring it in a different way. Yeah. You know, um, adding more herbs to a, a pasta dish as opposed to, okay, I'm making muffins. I can't add more. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so beer is, is that been kind of like a, a lifelong like side thing? Did you see yourself ever getting into the beer game or? No, no, it's, it's been kind of interesting. Um, I never really saw myself in the beer world. Um, I always saw myself trying to learn as much as I could from any, culinary experience that I've ever had. You know, I've been to Italy, I've been to Spain and taking little bits and pieces from that to the, bring to the culinary world. So it never saw myself trying to make beer. I mean, I always appreciated beer. I always loved beer. I mean, it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Talk about Saltbox. You were there um, for how long? About a year, two years? About five years. Okay, about yeah. five yep. years. So you kind of saw that place grow from ground zero to what yeah. it is kind of. Yeah, today. so the, the catering was, you know, like I said, in the, at the farm, and we, we started the cooking school there. And then, you know, Ben, he was looking for a brick-and-mortar spot for a restaurant. So what happened was, you know, we were like, why not just make a brewery? Yeah. So we created a restaurant. We created the brick-and-mortar spot for the catering company because the catering company was the, the mainstay of who Ben and what Saltbox actually is. Yep. And then in a 10-by-16 room, we made a brewery. Yeah. yeah it is a small... I mean, that, I think it's that might be the space. smallest brewery in Massachusetts, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because we would go to Brewfest and, you know, the power station in Boston, and we'd be right next to Sam Adams. So yeah. It's the biggest brewery and <laughs> yeah, the smallest, smallest brewery. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you cut your teeth there, kind of learn trial by fire almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you're now here, so on a much larger system, on a much larger system, <laughs> yes. and a yep. much larger space. Yes. Um, what sparked the move to Connecticut? Uh, I mean, we don't have to get into any 
dirty details, but I just remember, why are you here now? Um, it was, there was always going to be a transition to try and get into my wife's family business, you know, so she's, the winery's been around for 17 years now, and it was to, you know, just trying to make a business plan to try and expand what Taylor Brook was, um, and trying to create something, not necessarily in the middle of nowhere, but out in the middle of nowhere to create something. Draw more people in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the fermentation world from the wine side is it's a little bit same, but it completely different at the, at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it makes it fun. Um, I, I think coming to Connecticut, it wasn't going to be a 10 barrel system. It was, you know, the idea was like, okay, let's start small. Like let's do the, what people do, like a two barrel or a five barrel or something like that. Yeah. So when creating the business plan for here, it was taking on what, Everybody had learned at the winery and being that every year we would have to grow. You'd have to add, get more tanks or you try and create more space or anything. So creating the business plan was to grow into. Um, so having a 10-barrel space, we could always do half batches. We could always yeah. you know, have, have our pilot system to try and test new recipes, which is basically the same system that I used at Saltbox, a one-barrel right, system. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, couldn't mess that one up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's... It's been interesting. Um, yeah. So do you find yourself, like, you're here, right? I mean, is it just you as the head brewer, or do you have a team? Yeah, I've, I've, got, a, I've got a team. It's <laughs> me as head brewer. Um, I've got um, Dan Gregoire, who I actually ha- hired him at Saltbox like three times. <laughs> nice. And when I left, he took over a position that I was in be it uh, director of operations or head brewer, because I was doing both at the same time. Yep. Then he was doing both at the same time. And then I also have uh, Seller, Sellerman. So it's, it's a very small team, because yep. when I hired Dan over here, he's helping me with a little bit of quality control. He's helping me, you know, and he's also selling and distributing our beer. Yeah. Okay, wow, yeah. Do you find you work more hours at the brewery than you did in the restaurant industry? Um, not necessarily. Um, it, it, it all depends on what I was doing. You know, if it was at Boston, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, 16 hour days at, in restaurants is not compared to a, a 10 hour day right. here. Yeah. Even if you mess something up in the, in the brew house and you have to start over or you have to clean everything again or whatever happens, accidents happen. Yeah. So it's, it, it's tough in the sense of you're moving a lot more as opposed to just standing in the heat and cooking. Standing on the line, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, and, you know, I'm not getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into this beautiful space, because honestly, we were driving up here, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. It's a great space. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a word from our amazing sponsors. So, Sound Guy Ryan, cue them up, play them loud, and hopefully people buy some of their stuff. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! local homebrew shop beer and wine hobby you can get everything you need to make beer wine cider cheese and more not sure where to start they have knowledgeable staff there to help beer and wine hobby is family owned and located in danvers massachusetts 
Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUTES for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. Oh, goodness, we're back. Goodness gracious, we're back. I don't goodness know gracious. Um, so we're in Connecticut. If people are tuning in, you know, halfway through, they took a little break how, from how our episode. Do I don't know. Like Sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, you, go, you skip to the middle? No, no, no. But like, I forget that I was at this point in the podcast. Oh, and then when you the pause and come back later. And then when the guest welcomes me back in, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm back. That's so nice. <laughs> have you ever had that transformative moment with a podcast? I don't know that I have. Yes. Yeah. Probably, probably with ours, I guess. Yeah, yo, listen. you listen to ours. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Ralph, we were talking about you know like the grueling long days of working as a chef, and you're saying that it's easier in the viewing industry. Not always, right? But but that's good to hear because lo- a lot of people say like, no, I didn't. work really hard. I came from an engineer to being a brewer. I think you came from a more yes, yeah. <laughs> com- <laughs> yeah. completely yeah. different. I'm used to yeah. standing in clogs on yep. cement for long hours and still do. And, yep. you know, it's it's not that I'm just brewing. It's you know whether or not it's running a business or running the front of the house because that's what we do. We want to have the complete guest experience. Yes, I made the beer. I can say that I made the beer and then walk away and not talk to anybody, but it's you get the guest experience. You find out what their likes are, their dislikes are. Yeah. Um, so you're behind the bar oftentimes as well. Be, behind the bar, washing yeah. dishes, yeah. washing glasses, anything like that. So, But it's, it's a long day. Yeah. Um, so to your point, coming from a different industry and – doing this even from the front of the house standpoint yep. it's a really long day yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say like untap is similar to yelp i mean i'm air quotes so like i don't want people to like crucify me for saying that but in the in the culinary industry people i don't know if you guys are looking at yelp or like do you what, guys what hate yelp as much as you hate untap no but like <laughs> I'm, I'm, the bridge to that is like I'm not allowed to go on Untapped. Okay, cool. I wanted to get there. Yeah, like I was never allowed noted. to go on Yelp. Yelp. Okay, cool. So like, do you care? Like, do you, you don't care about that, or like, or beer do you care too much, and that's why you can't go on? I feel like I'm not supposed to say anything about either of them. You can. You can. Good. Because noted. they both suck. It's fine. <laughs> um, fine. We can we can squirt that one. We'll go around that one. But um, how do you solicit feedback? You said you were behind the counter. Um, this brewery being here, you guys, what Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, we're open on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So you guys have that kind of limited window to solicit feedback, people coming in. Um, How do you say, like, you know, this light lager that we're drinking is the best light lager that I ever had or, uh, you know, what? It's, from a guest perspective, it's, you know, creating a, basically a situation where you can talk to somebody because... Somebody's not going to say, this is the best light lager I've ever had. And then you go into detail because you don't a, have the time to talk because yeah. you're busy. Yep. But if you're doing table touches, like in a restaurant where you go say, how is everything? Yep. You, can, you can get more of a sense. Um, are they going to be honest? Maybe. Um, yeah. I do get a lot of feedback from um, 
looking on Untapped from the comments. <laughs> yep. um, you, see, yeah. you usually see a lot of uh, tasters because yep. we offer five four-ounce pours. Mm-hmm. And they'll go right, rifle right through all of them and, you know, rate them. So that's a little bit of a, yeah. a indicator of how, how we're doing. But doesn't it piss you off when someone's like, I had their sour and I hate sours? <laughs> One star. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of bringing yourself out of the box to just say dumpy things about things you don't right. even like yeah. anyways. Right. Um, so that, that is pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I haven't really noticed too much because, like I said, I'm not – on untapped all yeah. the yes. time. <laughs> I, I, I actually um, make um, people like Dan um, go on untapped and tell me if there's anything either positive or negative. Right, yeah. I'm supposed about... to be looking at it directly because yeah. people do make dumbass comments mm-hmm. to, to those points. Yeah. It's interesting because you are in an area that's not heavily like populated. So this becomes like a destination for people to come to almost. Right. So yeah. Do you find people going to the, the winery first because it has not like more established name, but it's been around for longer. Right. Yeah. Um, and then do you see like people coming over here and they're like, Oh, I was just at the winery. Uh, I'm wine drunk. So now I'm going to get beer <laughs> drunk. Like, well, it, it, it's more of like, well, you have the wine here as well. Cause we have now a new license in Connecticut called the, craft cafe license so i'm able to sell other industries alcohol like i can sell anybody that makes wine in connecticut anybody that makes distillants and and oh shit get the hell out that's awesome any ciders the only thing i can't sell get this beer i can't sell other people's beer really from the craft cafe what it's yeah fine (laughs) antiquated laws that doesn't make any sense no it's a new one right i know i know i mean that's great that you're able to do that but that's crazy that you can't sell other people's beer yep i don't know why that's there <laughs> i was gonna say is there a reason there must be some it's stupid reason lobbyist did something because yeah. somebody else wanted something i I'm wonder if sure. other yeah. breweries didn't want that to happen uh, do you think like they were like oh we're gonna just sell our own beer like hmm and then if like joe Smo makes shitty beer but he sells lawson all the time the only, <laughs> like, you know, the like, only thing saying, i can like, think of is uh, distributors, maybe. Yep. Um, because mm. distributors not wanting you to sell other people's beer, I guess. which you know, in just like in the restaurant industry, you want to promote other restaurants around you. You want you want to build a culture of what's actually happening, what's real. Mm. Right. And the same thing with the beer world. I'm not allowed to do that now. I can't say, "Here's Black Pond's awesome milk stout" or yeah. whatever they're right. awesome they're doing. Yeah, um, which is weird because now we can I can do it from Cider World. Like yeah. yeah, Stafford Cider. You can promote everyone else. Awesome cider. <laughs> and we actually make this wine, and I can now sell it to you because I have this craft license. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, do you sell or do you offer wine in the brewery, and vice versa? Does the winery offer beer? Um, so yep. you're in two different buildings. Yeah. So the 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 way it kind of is set up right now, there's there's not enough room up top. That's mm. that's the expansion part. <laughs> yep. yes. So when we built this out, we had you know good size tap room so we want to take the brunt of all the business so if we give them the beer world up there it, they don't have enough room to a serve it yeah. or have people sit down and enjoy, enjoy it. it right right okay. so so down here we've created so we can offer all the wine so they don't have it's actually a convenience they don't have to go back up there so up there it's only wine but down here is everything correct okay wow the only cool. the only major difference is they are offering wine tastings so right. the, a personalized experience someone actually has the list. knowledge yes yeah, yeah. whereas cool. down here I, I would just do one ounce flights and yep this is like a pinot grigio yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is not good. right yeah. <laughs> this is new england wine yes yeah. this is new england wine yeah. <laughs> yes there is quite a difference um 
What's what's the busy season for you? Um, is it the summer and the springs when? Uh, we opened in 2019, and six months later, the pandemic hit. It, yeah. So we were busy. Yep. And then we weren't. <laughs> so then, then when we basically were able to to do takeout curbside pickup, it was kind of busy. When we get a 70 degree day in global warming, February. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. This place was completely filled. Awesome. Parking lot was filled. The upper parking lot was filled. Our That's grass awesome. was completely full. So that was busy, yeah. but that was in the middle of winter. It's not really. <laughs> it's not a good barometer of no. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like that random Wednesday at a restaurant that's like, why the fuck is it busier? Right yeah. Now? yeah. And then 2020, there was, you know, everybody was stuck inside. They couldn't travel, they couldn't go to the next state. Yeah. Right. So when 2021 hit, we're expecting summer. Here's summer. It rained. Come to the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, right. And it, it rained was, every day. It was almost a trifecta. There, yeah. was, there was rain the entire month of July. Yep. And everybody went to the beach. Yeah. They went to the White Mountains. They went up to Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't here. Yeah. So as soon as the kids went back to school. Fall season was crazy. Yeah. That's our busy season. Good. Yes. We just had our, <laughs> are still having our busy season right now. Yeah. That's great. And we're afraid of winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you build the foundation of like what to expect, right? So people, people love to drink, right? Like whether it's <laughs> wine and you have all of those offerings, which any brewery in Massachusetts you go to. Would die for. Would die for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, that's twofold. Yeah, the guys like to drink. So if, you know, here's my wife wants to, to drink, but she doesn't like beer. Yep. So she either is not going to go or not drink. Yeah. Right. So No, I'm in a very similar situation. Work. My girlfriend does not enjoy beer, but, you know, seltzer, cider, yeah. wine, whatever. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, seltzer, is that something that uh, you guys get into or not? No, I've talked about it just, just from a market standpoint where where the industry is and you know we're, we're not big enough to a bring the price down to be able to distribute because mm-hmm. that would be the main thing to do mm-hmm. is trying to get in, cut into the market share yeah we're not we're not that big but um, you'd have sparkling water is that right or no yeah such a sparkling water like co2 filled water that's yes. that's yeah. nothing special yeah no not but, really but no no i can i can put sugar <laughs> in it and yeah flavoring in it yeah and it's just an a so yeah which is fine but doing a hard seltzer, no. I haven't. Going back to your point of going to guest interactions, I haven't had anybody actually ask for seltzer. It's it's always that's cider. Do you think that's actually? Do you think that's because you have all of those offerings? Like in Massachusetts, do you think True. if you didn't have that that ability to say like we offer cider, we offer wine, we offer spirits, um, people would be like, well, do you guys have seltzer? Y- yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard yes. to put yourself in that yes. situation. Yes. Yeah. If I didn't have cider and if i didn't have wine they would want something else yeah right but you know i i find that drinking a hard seltzer not that i've had one would is kind of this cliche they just want to get drunk yeah it's yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fruit flavoring or anything like that craft seltzer is weird to me yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's very it's like an oxymoron almost right like craft seltzer. not saying yeah, i would yeah. never do it yeah just, it's it's weird and if i were to do it it would try and make it a little more funky than it is yeah, yeah we've we talked to someone who made it into like kind of um, an artisan approach to it. So they yeah. took more like uh, flavor based. They wanted to be like a, a cuisine focus on what they were doing. Yep. So whether it's like a pina like colada, mixed drinks, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, pina colada, which makes it like you're saying much more exciting, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Different. Instead of just being like, I have a peach seltzer, or <laughs> yeah, I put flavoring in yeah, water extract. and carbonated it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So we haven't talked about what you're offering here. We talked about the wine. We talked about the other people's <laughs> stuff. But what do you have on tap? 
I have a lot of things. Yeah, let's That's talk awesome. about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's Everything hear except for seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we actually, we do American Light Lager. It's 4.2%. It's yeah. called Height of Luxury. It's delicious. You guys are drinking. Love it. It's 100% Connecticut grown ingredients. Oh, it's Ooh. awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. So it's 50% corn, flake corn, mm-hmm. yep. 50% Pilsner, all from Frawl Family Farm out in Very Windsor, cool. Connecticut. Nice. They do awesome, awesome malt. Yeah. Do you get a lot of your malt from them? Like, do you use that in other of your beers? I, I'd or? use it in uh, seasonals. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the farmhouse that I do. Um, I just made a Berliner Weiss yesterday mm-hmm. with oh, fuck it. Yeah. So I've got Flake Spelt in that Ooh, and nice. Pilsner in mm-hmm. that. And then I'm actually going to add 50 gallons of our Cour Noir juice to that after this primary nice. fermentation is done. Yes. Yeah. Maltsters get like a underappreciated role in the beer industry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think like people realize all the work that goes into that. Oh, yeah. Right? No, it's. It's crazy. I mean, I haven't been out to his place, but he's been the farm's been around since the 1600s. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, but he's he's been around for five years or so, mm-hmm. and it's fabulous stuff. I mean, you see you see his stuff from Kent Falls to um, a lot of all the breweries in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Are actually, I think some in Massachusetts as yep. well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, what else on top? So I've got four IPAs, New England IPAs. I've got a Royal Coachman, which is all Sabra hops, so it's you know total coconut bomb right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Artful Dodgers, a, a double, seven and a half percent. No room to swing a cat. It's our flagship IPA. I was going to ask. I've seen those stickers and things around. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to have a flagship, <laughs> and whether or not uh, it's a flagship or not, you got to have. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> noted. Yeah. yeah. So it's all Citra hops and. Um, a cool, cool logo. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you bet your Bippy, which is all <laughs> Toika hops. So fun, fun. Citrus and yeah. mandarin orange and that kind of flavor. Yep. Um, I just came out with a farmhouse ale. It's a mixed fermentation farmhouse ale. It's called Woodstock Raison. Ooh, um, fancy. It's so like a right- perfect segue to Erica's question. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can lead to that. So I've been thinking, you know, do you use the wine, wine moss, grapes in your beer as well? You must tie it together yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a great experiment that we're kind of working on you know the mm-hmm. brewery's only two years old but there's a lot there's yes. a lot of history in the yeah. wine so yeah um the, the woodstock raisin doesn't actually have our grapes in it but it it's a project that you know is my wife is the winemaker so mm, yeah it's a project that is both wine and beer world so she said, I'm getting these grapes. Do you want some? <laughs> so that's the start yes. of it. Yeah. Yes. So what am I going to do with that? So what happened was she she made a rosé from it. So a free run, free okay. run rosé from Petit Syrah. Yep. And then she actually used the skins to make cider. Oh, oh shit. that's cool. cool. So, I, so I was like, what am I going to do to one-up that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do any free run rosé. Damn it. <laughs> I can make beer. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I actually made an ale base only like three percent with with thrall that's cool yeah thrall's pilsner and then i added the petite syrah grapes Yum. um and i used two different yeasts to do that so it's kind of the milk mixed fermentation very cool and then i took cider from woodstock orchards just down the road blended that in and blended all in yeah. let that kind of chill and then i inoculate or pitched yeah yeah <laughs> inoculate works too Brett. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, same yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> and um, let that kind of age a little bit. Um, in separate fermentations, I took some of our Saint, uh, it was our Frontenac Gris and our Cayuga grapes and did basically just farmhouse versions of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not with anything else. So what happened was when I go to taste the, the base ale, 
it was, you know, it's missing something. So mm-hmm. just like the wine world, you get to blend yeah. into. So I was able to take some of that Cayuga and some of the Frontenac Gris mm-hmm. fermentations and mix it in. So it was interesting because it was, cool. it was, you know, you're, you're finding yourself, this is beer? <laughs> it tastes I really know. grapey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when you when you add the Brett Kemp, uh, compound to it, it's it it adds a lot more um, complexity. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I love that. And you have the obviously perfect space opportunity to do that. I am curious. What about barrel aging? But <laughs> but, 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 but 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 you're gonna have to hear from our sponsors first. Take it away. Cheers. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. We should just do fake ads like that. Oh, we should. We should. <laughs> Keep the toilet paper in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you ever drink too much and shit your pants? Well, here you go. Stop we have... drinking Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a Budweiser for the first time in a while at your house, and it was pretty good, I have to say. I drink Bud. I have to, like, I can't talk shit. Like, it's all right. I'm like, like I, I don't want to chug them, like, but, like. I went to the bar just down the road Saturday night, and I was like, can I get a PBR? I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay, I'll take an Allagash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like the thing is, is like, um, I hate to say, like, uh, we uh, you can't have filet mignon for dinner every night, right? Like, you want sometimes. You can't? You, sometimes you want <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, man. Like, oh. sometimes. Maybe you don't, but I do sometimes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my Budweiser or, or a Narragansett, I think. Cool. You're good to great, start. Great, great stuff. All right. <laughs> Well, I suck at drinking beer, apparently. Everyone hates me because I said I like Budweiser now, but... I never said that. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. We're buddies. Because you got that Budweiser from my house. That's right. That's right. We're going to talk about a more delicate and protected beer, the barrel aging. Do you barrel age at all here? No. No? I do not. Do you have plans to? Uh... Possibly, maybe in the he's looking future. around. Maybe yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. When he the, finds space, the for space it. is is a little <laughs> tough. Yeah, yeah. So when, when we get a normal year of not having COVID and <laughs> what is having a normal restrictions, year? yeah, or a full year of yeah, normal. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe. But it's it, you know, it's at the winery we're not barrel aging. We're not mm-hmm. oaking in barrels. Okay, that would be a different story. If yeah, we're already doing it. And yeah, I could just take the barrels that are already existing. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, we, we do some barrel aging up there, but that's strictly for our brandy. Okay. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very minimal. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you, what's next for you? I mean, I know we, let's get a year under our belt, but like you, you got to be thinking like of expansion and, and you're, you're, you've been looking around. So. Fill in the space. Yeah. 
Well, it's not necessarily expansion. It's more of ramping up more production more consistently. Mm. It's it's not been, like I said, a complete year. So, you know, we were ramping up for a busy distribution summer, and the liquor stores weren't selling anything because there was nobody around. So we couldn't sell to liquor stores. Yeah. So having space for that, I had too much beer at one point. Mm. I want to get to a point where I have too much beer, but it's going through it. Right. As opposed to... (laughs) Sitting there. Yes. Yes. So you are um, distributing just in Connecticut. Yeah, that's that's what our permit cool. says. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Being part of like the culinary industry, do you have like connections to get your beer in restaurants better? Is it easier to self-distribute that way because of connections you might have? Um, not necessarily, because I don't know the restaurant owners in this area. Okay. Um, and most most of the restaurants that are around this area, are, uh, the price point doesn't fit. Okay. There are there are a few um, that are higher end, um, not necessarily fine dining, but more towards fine dining that mm-hmm. will be able to support what we would like to charge for half barrels. And, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Logs. Um, not to say that we won't create something that would be cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It's just is there a is, is there a an outlet for that? Right. Right. People right. People that want to do that. Exactly. Right. We were kind of going through the tap list. Um, is there any styles that you just like will not touch? Um, there, there was, but I, I am touching. Okay. Yeah. Which one was? It's, it's basically the dessert, dessert beer. Yeah. Like pastry stouts? Yes and no. Okay. Um, pastry stouts, they boggle me because you're taking something and you're not deconstructing. You're just putting it in there. You're adding things to it, You're just putting it in there. So you're taking something that's already made and then you're just throwing it in like it's a dumpster. Yes. It's not. (laughs) That's a good way to describe it. It's a dumpster. So it's, you know, take that and take that ingredient and what do you have? You have the chocolate, you have the sugar, you have the nuts, you have the coconut, you have all the adjuncts right. that you would automatically buy already to put in a stout that we were already doing before. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're doing it at the end Adding and you're keeping it sweeter and, and more yeah. of it, which is gimmicky and fun, but it, it it's soul crushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Keyword gimmicky. Do you feel as though like Milkshake IPAs or lactose IPAs, fruited sours, gimmicky as well, or no, no. I think it's fun to play with these things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I feel that taking somebody else's brand and saying you're adding their brand into your like we're adding Oreos to our yeah, you're taking that name already and yeah. creating it. So it you have to say cookies gimm- and cream. You can't say Oreos. Right. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Comes, yeah. It becomes yeah. a little gimmicky to me. I mean, yeah. yes, I've gotcha. made a Samoa beer. Be- because that's it was what Girl it Scout is. season, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it that's all it's all marketing. Yes, um, no, definitely. For us, it's I make a lactose um, wheat ale. Okay, and then I add more sugar to it at the end. So I actually <laughs> take our honey. Um, our vineyard manager makes honey, so we nice. take that and add to it, and I add peach puree. Cool. And I'm never gonna put that in a can. Smart. Thank you. But but people that want you know sweet wine or sweet beer or desserts, it, yeah, they they love it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. right up their alley. It's not necessarily a pastry stout, but it's right. I call it dessert beer. Yeah. Do you find that brewing is oftentimes just marketing? You're just trying to stay with the trends. It, it has to be. It has to appeal to people, and that's mm-hmm. that's part of marketing and part of gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, having a cool name like "You Bet Your Bippy," it's <laughs> it's it. it's people will go after it just for the yes. name alone. Yeah. They don't yes. know what's in it, and they make their own interpretation of what it means. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, what does it mean? It's from Laughing. It's a show in the '60s, '70s, okay. and don't actually, you know? the actual term was called. Uh, they said, uh, "You bet your sweet bippy." 
It was your sweet baby. Yeah, okay. so that's actually what we named the dessert beer. Oh, that would make sense. Ah. Nice. So the, so do you do any collaboration beers? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'd, I'd like to. Um, and it would be fun to do it with uh, breweries that are close to us. Okay. Well, um, we will be talking to a few today. Um, so it's not out of the question. Not out of the question. <laughs> You're still young in the industry. Yes. Um, the tap space right here. Um, how many beers on tap do you usually have um, at any point? Um, I have 12 taps on the, the big bar. Okay. Yeah, you have two bars. I've yeah, got yeah. 12 on the, the small bar. And I, nice. I've done, um, most of the time I'll keep um, 11 or so. You know, one stout, which is our Stogie Hollow, which is our milk stout. Mm-hmm. It's always on nitro. Um, and then the, the mainstays, No Room, You Bet Your Bippy. Uh, Artful Dodger are always always up there, um, yeah. and then we'll have um, a seasonal. Our seasonal now is our Dunkelweizen, um, and then we'll I have Rip Rap, which is a Imperial Stout. Um, do you have a cider on top as well? I do. I have a uh, Sanity from Stafford Cidery, mm-hmm. Crazy Cock. Nice, Crazy Cock. <laughs> cool name. Great name. Um, this place is beautiful. I mean, do you host, uh, do you have parties here, wedding parties or um, birthday parties? Yeah. Yeah. We've, you know, we, we try not to take reservations because we want, we want to be consistently open to the public. You know, it's, it's hard to go on the many things that are on the Google machine and see if you're open or not. And right. Trying yeah. to say that you're closed and put it on all those yeah, it sucks. places. It's, it's hard. Right. Yeah. Even just. Doing, going on to Google and trying to change your hours. Someone lives. needs to make an all-in-one app that you can just be like, we're yeah, closed. Right? <laughs> you can have that idea. We would help so many people. Yes, yeah. please. Take it and run it. It's called a telephone call. Yeah. 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 Right. Weird. Weird, huh? <laughs> Wait, the phone that's like... Phone works like big? that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean my iPhone's a phone? Weird. That's just a computer. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Bull Rush. That's our um, Belgian wit. It's, uh, it's got Greens of Paradise. It's got... Bitter orange peel and lemongrass in it. Oh wow! We actually grow the lemongrass here. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. So growing a lot of the ingredients and kind of keeping it local. Local. Yeah. That, that's important for the yeah. team here. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and you know, budgeting standpoint, we can't just like go out and mow down the land <laughs> and, and plant things. We don't have that kind of capacity because yeah. we built this place. And right. Yeah. Right. Pay some bills to do to, to yes. get there first. <laughs> yeah. So it's. Slowly but surely, you know, we'll spot farm. So we'll do some lemongrass here. I've got some blackberry plants planted. I've, you know, I've got a plot of um, cilantro that, to get the coriander. Nice. So I'll do some kind of coriander beer when I decide what it's that ready. is. Yeah, that's yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing your beers are culinary driven, right? Because of your background, right? I mean, you don't just like wake up in the middle of the night and like, I want to make coriander beer. No, no, it's 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 hard because you know the the New England palate wants the New England IPAs, mm-hmm. the pastry beers, and everything like that. Yeah. Yes, that's culinary faceted, but it's it's hard to say that. I'm, it's keeping me up at night saying I want to put almond joy in this beer. I really, do. I really yeah, do. Yeah, yes. yeah. But how do, how do I how do I work my way around that? It's it's kind of hard. So I don't grow. <laughs> Coffee beans that I don't grow. <laughs> oh, you don't. Cocoa Shit, or yeah. anything like that. So it's Crazy. it's from the New England standpoint, it's it's kind of hard. So I have to work with what is either farmed or foraged around here, and um, in the fall is when that mainly will happen. So with using the the vineyard for what we can use and surrounding ingredients, um, 
So it was last year, and pretty much every fall I make a farmhouse ale, and then I add um, sumac to it. Oh, nice. Um, last year I did a wild version where it was just making the ale base and See basically pouring happens. it right on, right on top <laughs> of the sumac, and yeah. it came out wonderful because sumac in itself is lemony and citrusy, yep. almost sour, and whatever wild yeast was on that sumac made a great sourish awesome. beer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So I want people to come to your brewery. So where are you physically located? We are located in the middle of nowhere. Oh, right. <laughs> right yeah. The Just quiet GPS corner that? of yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, 818 Route 71, Woodstock, Connecticut. Woodstock, so it's, right. it's about a mile from Woodstock Fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah. Just, just across the street from Treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. I was going right. to get into that. Like, listen, there's no disrespect to Treehouse, whatever, but... Was that a little weird for you all? Like, all of a sudden, Treehouse is opening across the street from, from you. I mean, initially, yes. It, it becomes, because we're in the middle of nowhere, what does Treehouse want to do anything with here? But I understand what they're doing, and it's not bad. It's good. I mean, would I want to be Treehouse's waiting room? Absolutely. Come, come <laughs> right? to Taylor Brook, and yeah. you know, if you can't get a spot over there, come have a beer here first. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to compare us to it, Yeah. but... It's just like if you, you want to have a beer trail, you have to have breweries around. Right, exactly. And there's really not too much around here. The, ne- the closest brewery to us is 15 minutes away, and that's Bare Hands in Putnam. Mm-hmm. And it's great that we can say, go to go here next. Yeah. Where, yeah. You go, where are you headed next? Because it happens with wineries as well. It's building that culture, that community. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you, you want to create something that's a destination, but you also want to do other things. So if we're not able to get food trucks all the time, you know, where are you going to go next? Go to this restaurant. They've got a brewery right next door. Cool. Or yeah. if they're already there, they say, where are you going to go next? Go out to this, this awesome brewery out there. They've got a winery. Yeah. So it creates a culture of destination and activities. Mm-hmm. So for Treehouse to be here, it's good. Yeah. I actually had a guest on Sunday basically at Treehouse, and they said to themselves, I think there's a winery around here. <laughs> so they actually came here, and then they're like, oh, they have a brewery. Oh. Yeah. They came in. So <laughs> yeah. I had a long 15-minute conversation awesome. about cider with them and yeah. talked, talked about um, cider in New York. It was, it was good. And it's, Very cool. And th- them having a heightened beer culture and having a culture of fermentation like cider and everything like that and having that clientele come to us, it's something that we don't see around here because yeah. we're not a major city. We're not a major beer place around here. Yeah. Right. People like beer, they'll come here. Right. But it's, it's not necessarily they're searching out our the most dankest yeah. IPA. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. Right. I noticed there's no kitchen here. Is that uh, on purpose or is that the kitchen over there? It's a, it's a catering kitchen. Catering kitchen. Nice. Okay. Okay. Any plans to have like full um, farm to table kind of style or? Yeah. I, for me to cook, um, that would be adding another job. So yep. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to do that, but I think I'd like to get my food license and do small food offerings yep. and then have guest chefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. We actually did, um, so Last Green Valley does a uh, Walktober and it's Thirsty Thursdays, or I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they do it during October and they pair farms with chefs with places to go oh cool hmm. so we did one with azaluna farms and the chef did three different dishes and basically served it here and we paired it with with beer yeah as they were coming in That's awesome. it wasn't a necessarily sit down dinner but it was 
basically su- supporting a nonprofit, Last Green Valley, support the environment and supporting farms. So chefs get to work with farms. They were a chef in a farm, and they get to you know highlight different places. I think coming up now soon they're going to Black Pond. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So will we be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well. Ralph, thank you for doing this today. Yeah. I th- I'm not. I'm not sure. I have any more questions. Sangai, Ryan, Erica. Um. Uh, yeah. Sure. I'll. I'll ask. Yeah. So, sometimes we like to ask. We usually like to ask. Just depends who asks it. What would you like to learn more about? Would I like to learn? More and that's about as general as you want it to be. It can be fishing if you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know exactly. Um. <laughs> It's it's definitely hard. I mean, more more about the science of brewing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that would definitely take some money because <laughs> yeah. you know it's 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 education. It's education. Yeah. And it's, it's equipment and buying better equipment to test things and and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, cool. That's a that's a hard question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but that's a good answer. That's fine. I mean, to to not know is kind of like a. You keep an open mind for anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've always, I've, you know, coming from the culinary world into this world and being a business owner now, it's, you, know, you have to have an open mind. I, I want to learn about everything. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Even untapped. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to learn more about that. They you need don't. to change a lot of things about untapped. I said it, not you. So don't, <laughs> don't give him shit. Give me shit. Uh, so. Thank you for doing this. We want all of our listeners to come down to Connecticut. Um, there's a lot of great breweries down here. So if yeah. you make your way down to Connecticut, make sure you stop at Taylor Brook Brewery and the winery because who doesn't Why like to not? get... Why not? Why ah. <laughs> not? No, but seriously, who doesn't like to get a little wine drunk, a little beer drunk, and uh, have someone else drive? Yes, please be safe. <laughs> be safe. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you for doing this. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>